Hey, Emily. Hey, what? Do you know about the game? Oh, sh- Congratulations, you just lost the game. No matter if you were playing the figurative game or lost it years ago, we play games every day whether we like it or not. The idea of play means a lot of different things nowadays. When we play, we embody a different reality, one that operates according to a different set of rules. And in that space of make-believe stakes, a lot of fun comes about. But, like everything that would be simpler if it remained abstracted and ideal, play becomes more complicated and nuanced when viewed through the lens of our modern culture. Sports and their fans, video games and their players, and lonely students trying to find someone to go to Lutherine with. All of these dynamics are, in our humble opinion, very much worth discussing and dissecting. Here at Arts Interrupted, we have mustered up the big brain power to discuss all the games that life throws at us. In the big house, students participate in viewing one big game, but at the same time, they're playing a game themselves. We've gone from childhoods playing Mario Kart to a young adulthood of writing a resume with the most effective SEO. We present ourselves to potential lovers through calculations that social media has trained us to make. So, enough exposition. Let's get talking. I'm Max. I'm Emily, and this is Arts Interrupted, the Michigan Daily's premier arts and culture podcast. We're a football school. That indeed we are. (laughs) So, for the first chunk of our conversation, I wanted to think about, especially because we've got a big football weekend. I think it's the Northwestern game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of parents walking around. It's really scary. Um, <laughs> at what, at what, you know, there's a lot of levels going on in football. What are those? What do, what do we, what kind of games are we engaging in? Well, I think that there's this huge, like us versus them kind of like primal kind of like situation going on when it comes to people participating in you know tailgates just watching you know the game you know we're not actually playing the game but there is this whole like feeling that you get when you participate like if cheering on a team absolutely hey guys it's Juan here (laughs) um I I think one thing I've experienced personally is the pressure to partake in that culture um I've personally never been to a football game I'm a junior and I mean a big part of that also has to do with the pandemic. But I think it's also, you know, it's very normative and very kind of, oh, yeah, I'll see you at the game or I'll see you at the tailgate or I'll see you in this, you know, social space. So it, trying to find other people that share the lack of participation in that, in that kind of cultural atmosphere is as much a game in and of itself, I would say. Yeah, I just think it's so interesting how it all evolved from, you know, men running around chasing after a ball you know that's one form of the play and the game Mm -hmm. and then there's the like level of fun and joy that people get from playing it and then everyone else from watching it and then it's just even further removed the whole just like culture and lifestyle of it and is it like fun I mean, I think some people get some fun out of it. It's true. I know. What, that. what is that fun though? Like, like where, where do we yeah. feel that? Where do we feel that? I think that it lends itself to be a good setting for you know partying or relieving some stress. You know that like when you're cheering on your team, you know that could be like that 
the collective. <laughs> yes. No, it's so true. You're all <laughs> you're all wearing matching outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, you're all you know supporting the same. I would say spiritual cause, <laughs> um, you know, yep. you're in the, the student section, you know, everyone's doing the weird arm things. And like, if you know, it, you know it. And if you don't, you don't, it's and like, you'll learn, right. You learn. And it's like, you know, it's, there's like an outsider insider thing, but like, ultimately, yeah, it's just like collective energy that you're all just like pushing for the same thing to happen. It's kind of powerful. I don't know. Part two. Video games by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> so, hey, gamers. Hey. Any gamers out Hello. there? I would call myself a gamer back in the day. I think that... Yeah, same. I I was nonstop elementary school. I remember having a throwing a fit to get Super Smash Bros. Brawl in, like, first grade. I wouldn't go to a basketball game. Like, I had to get the game first. You went on I, a hunger mm-hmm, strike. Yeah, yeah I'll guess. <laughs> but, um, I was back in the day, and now I'm like, I just have, I'll just play the game if others are there. It Mm. just adds to the social activity in the room. I don't gain much from those solo games anymore. Yeah. This is Max, other Max. I just want to add that my mother would not buy her children, me and my sister, a Wii, which I think everyone had um, Mm -hmm. growing up. I've dabbled in games, (laughs) it's the most I can say. No, it's funny because. For me, I was constantly as a child trying to prove to myself that Santa was real, right? And one of the Christmases for me that was kind of a point where I was like, he's 100% real, was when I got a Wii. Because I was over at a family friend's house, and I saw my parents the whole night, or so I thought. And then I got back, and the Wii was under the tree, and I thought, yep, this has to be it. And so I just have that, that distinct memory associated with the Wii. No, the Wiis were huge. I think that was like the the gift we got like right before my parents got divorced was, was the Wii. And I was oh. like, but how are we going to get it to both houses? Um, anyway, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I, I think, yeah. So we, and like Nintendo, like the whole, the whole Nintendo yeah. suite was, mm-hmm. was significant. But I think when I was like more like a tween, like I got really into the Sims and like, oh, yeah. I just like, mm-hmm. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And now I'm like thinking, you know, have more time that I'm spending on like adult things like work and stuff and thinking that things are pretty similar to games. I'm doing an internship at a museum where I'm like designing exhibitions in a, like a, you know, 3d model. And it's like, Oh, this is just, I'm just building a house in the Sims. This is so, this is nothing. And so like, where, where else are we like, maybe not so (laughs) overtly, but where else are we seeing like games in, in, in real life too, you know, not when we're, choosing to play maybe animals animal crossing yeah but like what's the, like the mortgage? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so chris who's not on a microphone he just said animal crossing you're like I'm, I'm picturing like oh like yeah animals go across the street and you're like yeah. no um it's <laughs> 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 like a really weird twist on the traditional gaming because in animal crossing oh, yeah. you're living like you're, you're living oh yeah yeah so yeah tasks. chris's point was like that like yeah like you're you paying off a mortgage and you have right. to weed your lawn mm-hmm. and like yeah you're tending to your little neighbors. life but but it's cute yeah and so it's okay right <laughs> and these don't there's no actual or like what about like how we like played monopoly like i mm-hmm. you know 
learning how to handle cash as children. I think, I mean, that's honestly just like training, like, cause that is what you have to do when you grow up. You have to learn how to pay for things that you want because we live in a society. Um, right, and then monopolize the entire industry, of course. <laughs> right, of course. And then it's just, it's so, I don't know. But then even like, you know, things that maybe ought not to be games feel like games. Like, like we yeah. were talking about LinkedIn and, mm -hmm. and like job searches and how it feels like you're not, trying to find a job that's suited for you. It's you're trying to find the, you know, make yourself be seen by the place that you want to work for. And there's very calculated ways to do that, right? Like what have you guys experienced in that? Yeah. Um, something really big in the school of, school of information, I'm sure literally all of the other schools is like the ATS, the, um, the, the applicant tracking system resumes. And so like you have to have your um, resume, you know, organized a certain way with a sort certain layout, certain words that will trigger like the system to put you higher on the list of applicants. Mm -hmm. And that's a game in itself. And you have to learn how to play that game to have a better chance at like some of these internships and jobs. Yeah, some of the some of the applications feel more like a lottery game than a than a you know skill game. Uh, talking about mm -hmm. college admissions or mm -hmm. graduate school admissions. Um, I know personally thinking about applying to law school, thinking and looking at admissions counselors that say, I look at an application and I very subjectively may like it or not like it. And that can differ from admissions office to admissions office. So thinking about how much time you put into an application and then it can just be down to that person's subjective inclinations. Right. Um, and almost like buying a lottery ticket and, and, and playing it when you apply to a school. I um, mean, hoping that the person that reads your application just is into what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Also, just more generally, I feel like life, it takes us so long. Like we're playing a game for so long. It takes us, or for most of us, or many of us, I'll say, it takes so long for us to get to where we want to be. Mm -hmm. And you just have to deal with everything in between on the way there. Yeah. Or play and it and, it, and right. it feels like you don't have a choice but to play but also yeah <laughs> like even once you get there it takes time to even be taken seriously or to, to earn the respect yeah. of other like your co-workers or I mean an example I'm thinking of is like if you went to the doctor's office like you wouldn't want to be the first patient of like a brand new doctor right right you, you might like you, you would trust someone who has multiple years of practice under their belt more I don't know. I, yeah. It, it almost gives me a feeling of like shoots and ladders where you, you're kind of going up, uh, going back to Max's point about having a certain goal in mind and how we're so goal, goal oriented. And that's almost like a skill set to have within this big game. Mm -hmm. um, and you, and your goal evolves constantly and you fall from it and you grow towards it. Um, and personally, over the last year or so, I've developed a very more short sighted uh, way of seeing kind of the future because I think going into college, especially, I felt like it was necessary to have this quote unquote success mm -hmm. to see yourself 10, 15 years in the future in a very succinct, detailed way. And now I'm just like, let me just graduate. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, for real. Because like, I think once you're in college too, then you have a, you start to see what the actual options are and what the actual possibilities are. And so it's not just this like nebulous future. It's like, oh, there's a natural path that this is like going to, fall into but it's hard to see that when you don't know that there are even stones to lay in the path you know what i mean exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um okay on that metaphor let's 
end that section. <laughs> Part three, the dating game. Yes. Speaking of games that we feel required to play, how's everyone doing on the apps lately? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way to ask that question? I mean, probably not. Well, um, I'm off the app because I've been dating for a bit um, in a relationship. And I feel like, like, as a gay man, you, like, just because of my circumstances, I felt like I had to play the game, you know? Rather it be on Tinder or Grindr, like, you have to play in this digitized, like, landscape, you know? Something that is in itself naturally gamified because it's on, you know? Right, and it, you also yeah. have the element of, like, you know, secrecy and, like, like, more privacy, quote unquote, yeah. in the digital space and too. Editing, editing yeah. and anonymity. Yeah, I, I definitely want to second that. I mean, I, I came out as bi like pretty recently and navigating queer relationships and approaching people that obviously you don't know about, you know, you don't know if, if they would concur, if they would be on this, in the same place, has been a very new experience for me in this kind of in-person uh, semester. I've never had to navigate that before in my life. So and that is very much a game is like, you know, uh, recognizing certain gestures and hints and, and certain language that suggests certain things. I, I've never had to do that. So that's that's been a ride. Right, right. Yes. And might make you like grateful even that things are simplified yeah. a little on the mm -hmm. apps. Like, you know, that anyone you see is interested in people of your gender, you know, like automatically. Right. It's good that you can cut the corners, but. Then there's the other side where it's like, oh, that's all I have. <laughs> it's it's kind of bad for <laughs> right. my mental yeah. health. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, I arrived on Hinge for the first time mm -hmm. like a month ago, which has been, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> back on Tinder also. And it's, I'm, you know, on the subject of games, I guess I'm increasingly aware of how Tinder is a deck of cards that you're shuffling through and like, it's meant to feel fun. You get colors flash when you do the thing. And it's just very like, it feels too easy for the stakes. You know, like I yeah. am, I am looking at a person and deciding if I want them to want to have sex with me. Like, it's crazy. Like it's, I don't know. And I think because it's designed that way, how can you take it seriously? Right. When it's that, when, <laughs> when it happens that when quick. It's, when the know? icon is hot pink with a little flame on it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> also, how popular would a game or how popular would an app that takes itself seriously to the degree it should actually, you know, exist? Like, Because people wouldn't want to use right. it. Yeah, because no one wants to grapple with the stakes involved in finding a partner. Yeah, no. <laughs> no one wants to see it so obviously. You know, right. of course, there's good things that turn out from these, some of these apps, but it's like... No, for sure. No one wants to obviously look at it because then it seems like too many stakes are putting so much in one little thing. Yeah. You know? Well, w one thing I did want to say is the actual act of, you know, say you find someone that you kind of click with, you have good chemistry with, like that is a game in and of itself um, for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. And especially relationships in college which are such a unique environment to have relationships in. Um, knowing, I, I know for me personally, a huge struggle has always been navigating how to feel like I'm dedicating enough energy and time to my academic life and really feeling like I'm giving it as much as I should be while also not neglecting what this relationship, you know, abstractly is, is, right. is, is not, I don't want to say requiring, but is, should, should uh, be given by me, you know? Yeah, I know. It's so interesting. Like being a college student, it's like, 
I'm at college to go to college, right? Like I'm here to learn. I'm here to go to school, but I'm also at college to be in college, you know, and like go to parties and like flirt with people and like do this whole thing. And it's like, one could say that's also a game that you're playing and like just figuring out what you want to get out of that experience by figuring out how you're going to allot that energy. Yeah. And I was going to say that it feels like a game when you get offline Mm. with these online matches or little relationships and you're like, are they going to match this energy they're giving me online? Like, are they, is it going to click? And that's a game in itself to figure out. It's so, and like no one reads the rules at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyways, any last thoughts? Yes. I wanted to say about Tinder before Tinder. So I was on it for a little bit. I'm off it now because I am in a relationship from Tinder. We love to see <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think we're judging people, at least for me, like judging people's appearances, not their personalities. Yeah. And so that's very game like. Um, and it's I think it really caters itself to people who put the physical appearance above, you know, like personality and. Aura, you know, everything. <laughs> and ideally, you know, your aura would be represented in, in your five pictures oh, that you've yeah. selected to represent right. your, your entire lovely, appearance. Cheeky and, bio. and of course, and, you know, no, obviously there's no way to represent one's whole personhood through that, but damn it if we don't try. <laughs> okay. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for gaming with us. As per usual, this episode has been brought to you by our executive producer, Emily Ohl, senior editors, the Max's Max Shabel and Max Rosenzweig, and our current creators, me, Juan Gonzalez, and Olivia Schulman, our audio producers, Ben Schreier and Cole McCarthy, and our spunky audio engineers, Spencer Harris and Christopher Brown. See you next time.